2: everybody's week. and I had a very, very interesting week. I have a relative that had to uh, go to the hospital, and I spent my Saturday in a hospital for a little while, and then, you know, running around, and that's what you do, right, when family needs you. And it gave me some time to um, go through a book I love, and I recommend. I recommend, often, I recommend the book written by Eric Hoffer, True Believer. And it's an interesting book because what it does is it captures what happens in political movements and how, throughout history, movements have destroyed nations, destroyed peaceful tranquility of societies, and how they capture that false sense of righteousness by the participants in the movement. And the whole time I'm looking at it, he's describing right now, and the Covidians, and the fascistic Marxists pretending to be Democrats. So as you read through this and you realize what we're facing when you try to take on these issues one by one, the spending that I told you Joe Manchin and cinema would cave to, it is going to happen, it is going to go through. But we've put up a fight, and they're lying about numbers to where they can get it palatable and shove that omnibus bill down the throats of the American people, knowing full well that it will be a destructive mechanism intended to bankrupt. However, it will build a collectivist aspect of all our economy, all of it. It'll be thrown into the eco-Nazi movement. It'll be thrown into this infrastructure nonsense. It'll be thrown in this, into this nationalizing of small business, which is what the intent of it is and then you look at the lies that are happening around it and they spent two days propagandizing us yesterday to watch janet yellen and jake tapper was interesting to me uh, here's just a couple of uh sound bites here
3: as this rising inflation is
0: hitting americans wallets hard impacting everything from gas prices to groceries when do you expect the in- inflation to get back to the you know 2% range which is considered normal 2022 2023
1: when well i expect that to happen next year um, monthly rates of inflation have already fallen substantially from the very high rates that we saw in the
2: spring now she's a liar she comes out and she lies to the american people she does it with confidence and they make you think that they have control they have no idea what they've done they have no control They're going to sell you the idea that they're in control so that they can continue to bastardize capitalism and front-run and steal our money. Jerome Powell had the audacity to come out today and pretend that they've made some changes that will prevent him and his cohorts from insider trading that has led the profits in the tens of millions. But don't worry, now it's going to be fixed. And he wants you to know that he's got inflation and the economy under control. They have no idea what they're doing. That's what the reason is for cryptocurrency and housing and other inflation hedges to be skyrocketing because the reality is the people that are in the know realize that they have to continue this fraud. This is a movement now. This isn't about actually helping you. This is about creating a movement that engulfs you. Now, the reason I bring this up And I don't want to blow the whole segment on the economy because, as we know, Misty Callahan gets nervous when I keep talking about inflation. It is on track to do exactly what the Democrats want it to do, and that is to destroy your wealth and your ability to resist them to where you need their money, you need their spending. That's the goal. And it also translates into the little micro atrocities we see, like, for instance, in Chicago. In Chicago, how the the mayor is now projecting her fascism to make every single municipal worker bend to her will and they lose their individuality. That is the bigger picture of the movement. You must lose your individuality, your, your right to your opinion on something as minute as the reaction to the vaccine or the reaction to masks or the reaction to their opinion over yours. So when I saw today what was supposed to be a small little protest, turn into thousands. This is very exciting.
1: Now let's turn to the latest over the battle over reporting vaccine status for Chicago police. Roseanne has the latest on the vaccine mandate fight that's getting loud at City Hall.
4: At City Hall today, major pushback to the mayor's vaccine mandate. Downstairs, protesters carrying signs that said, revoke mandate now, and chanted, we will not comply. Upstairs, aldermen introduced an ordinance that would repeal Mayor Lightfoot's vaccine mandate.
2: And that's the good part. There are some politicians that are politically savvy enough or Understand, they must stand up for people that do not want to comply to this, um, this kind of fascism, which is relatively new in America. However, we have fallen to it in the past, but it's the resistance to it that is important. Now, I broke a, a major rule in radio. I combined two topics in the same segment. I don't care because I want you to understand the broader picture. These are little nuances to the broader picture. What we're facing here is a collectivist movement that is meant to take away your ability to resist. It is meant to intimidate you, to coerce you, to make you a part of that group that turns and chants against the individuals, and it's working. So unless, in my opinion, unless we identify it, we cannot push back against it. So I have been very forthright in my opinion of the vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's proven that it cannot work, it does not work, and it, has, it is riddled in failure. And the political answer in America to that, to the side effects, to the deaths that of the people, to the people who have had COVID while vaccinated is they keep lying and changing the bar. And I think it's crucially important that we support the people who protest against it and we become the protesters against it. Because if we can stop this, maybe after they jam this omnibus bill, to bankrupt this nation. Maybe after Joe Biden is gone, we can repeal to some extent through understanding it's not about green energy. It's not about infrastructure. It's not even about spending. It's about destruction of the value of your currency. Because once they break you financially, they have you. That is what COVID, the real response by our government to, go to COVID wasn't to protect you. They knew they couldn't protect you. It was to break you. It was to break your spirit and break your will. It was to turn you into the mob in this country that never existed. One that would support the stripping of your neighbor's rights. That's the part that sickens me the most is that, for the most part, it worked. Especially if you look at these Democrat hubs. Where the Democrat voter is, is the they are susceptible to the fascism. Because they already subscribe to an ideology that exists on limitation, not through expanding opportunity and freedom and money and your your ability to do things. They only exist on restraining you. So I think this is a big deal in Chicago. I think it's a big deal that municipal workers, that their family members, that people know right from wrong, went there and protested. And just for the record, you're not alone. It's happening all over the country, mainly and specifically in Democrat Mafia Ron Hobbs. New York City
1: is now just days away from a major COVID vaccine mandate taking effect, which could mean thousands of people will be suspended without pay. The new rules impact all city workers and will begin Friday, but plenty of people are pushing back. CBS News' John Diaz in downtown Brooklyn with more. John Marin City would start off as hundreds of people meeting here in front of the Metro Tech Center, now turning it to thousands of people. Uh, this is actually really just the
2: tail end here of the protests. Uh, they're making And these are the people to be proud of. These are the people resisting the lies, the fascism, the outright failure of our government, which only fails. It's important not to put hope into the Joe Mansions, into the propagandists, telling you that, oh, there's a chance there's going to be some tweaks and everything will be wonderful. It won't be. But the reaction to the failure is what's most important at this point. The failure, in my opinion, is inevitable. It's how we react to it. And I'm optimistic when I see this kind of pushback. I really am. I'm also aware that when Joe Biden is making trips to save politicians – The people in the know understand this is something that they have to be weary of, that they understand they are losing their grip. So it's now that they're going to push the hardest, which explains J.B. Pritzker's
5: announcement. Nobody wants the agony of an unvaccinated child getting a parent or an elderly grandparent sick. That's every parent's nightmare and a reality that too many families here in Illinois and across the nation have suffered through. So he's going to go for your children now. He's going to go for your
2: children that are 5 to 11. They're going to they have their political apparatchik in the CDC. They're going to rubber stamp a vaccine riddled in scandal, scandal, the side effects, the deaths, all of those things they want to lie to us about. Because their hardest push will come now at the end. I think we have a chance to break it. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm also aware of what they're doing. So I broke all kinds of rules. I mixed all kinds of topics in this segment. But it is because you're not facing one of these problems. These problems are the weapons of the fascists. Who are looking to turn people against each other. In the name of some false security that only these political pimps and whores can provide. So I think people are pushing back, and that's a phenomenal sign. I am very proud of the protesters. I'm hoping there are more. And in the event there are not, that's when you should be nervous. This is a very good sign to me today. I want to know what you think. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. So I had a guy call me who I don't know. I don't know. He got my number from... The Cigar Store, and he called me, he wanted to tell me he's been a fan of mine for a while. He just, uh he thinks that when I tackle topics, sometimes I can leave people pessimistic. And that's not the goal in identifying the truth. See, here's the optimism. We're always going to bounce back. And when I say we, I'm only talking to the people that make the world go round. I'm not talking to the people who think the answer is welfare. I'm not talking to one Democrat, not one. I'm talking to people, Americans, who aren't willing to give up their liberty and their freedom. And although they may take a beating, it isn't over to the 15th round. See, I remember when fights went 15 rounds. That's the kind of American I'm talking to. But when you're realizing that, look, we're facing an invasion of Democrat voters from, from third world countries who are coming here for welfare and are storming the border. When you realize that our, the, the so-called administration is built up of scum, absolute and total scum. Do you know how many, it used to be Goldman Sachs officials used to run into the White House and they would front run information. They would guarantee you know billions of dollars to Goldman Sachs investments. And now it's BlackRock. BlackRock is littered in the Biden administration. Biden administration is attempting to forever change the direction into a socialist, collectivist economy. And they're probably going to do it. That doesn't mean it has to stay that way and the only people who can pull it away from them and change it to freedom and liberty and americanism are the people who protest against it so this kind of protest in chicago it's unheard of it's unheard of in new york new york that's the willful slave they just want more government cheese they're like chicago only with dumber accents same thing andrew downtown
6: yes so uh sean i want to agree with you 100 percent. i think it's really encouraging to hear that Americans are finally starting to push back be it the demonstrations today in Chicago, the Southwest Airline Pilots, the Delta Pilots, the mothers that are accused of being domestic terrorists because they're concerned of other Americans are reaching that boiling point now. And I believe this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think we're going to see a lot more pushback. I'm really looking forward to the next round of elections so we can turn both houses around and and at the very least make this idiot in the White House, the lame duck president. But I'm 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 finally feeling encouraged after yeah. uh, some time of being, you know, really. You know, you know what it is, America, Andrew? It's, it's 18,
2: 19, 20 are. months of people, Americans, Chicagoans, Illinoisans, being put under house arrest, having their business, and nobody really. I mean, aside from a handful of people, nobody gave a rip. I found that to be very discouraging. In an America that is built around the individual, how how fast and how willing they were. To be a part of the movement. And now, this is to me, isn't, I think enough is enough, and it's great. And when you look at what happened in Australia, do you realize they were, what happened in Australia over the last three weeks? Now, all of a sudden, they're going to take the restrictions off in a week. See, the tyrant will abuse you right up until you say enough. And this, to me, is a great sign. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you for listening. See, that's why I like breaking the rules. First of all, on my show, there are no rules. But, you know, to follow the rules of pick a topic, beat it like a dead horse, that's not my thing. I want my listeners and us, this show is not for Democrats. I don't want them. This show is not for never-Trumpers. You make me sicker than even the Democrats. This show is for people who want to achieve the American dream of remaining free, of being capitalists, of owning your property of your life. To those movement people, those collectivists, those communists, those socialists, Marxists, and even the corporatists, I say you are the wretched leeches that have destroyed this nation. My goal is to build it back. Rich and Niles.
3: Uh, yeah, and what gets me is I don't disagree with anything you say, but I've, I've seen this happening for decades, and I don't understand why the stock market keeps going up. If they're
6: because it's, destroy a, it's the, not the a stock
2: market, Rich. you got to think of it as, as a fraud market. It's a fraud indicator. It's a fraud hmm. index. Every one of those companies derives the bulk of their profit from government welfare, either directly or indirectly. So stop looking at it. If you're invested in it, you know, ride the ride it because that's the only thing they can do is, is point to it, so they'll continue to fraud it. The Janet Yellens, the Jerome Powells, the other heads of the Federal Reserves throughout the country and their little states will continue to bastardize capitalism because they've done it. They've managed to do it without much of a peep. So they're going to continue to make money. So don't look at it anymore like a stock market and give up on the idea of, of, of someone going to jail for stealing billions upon billions of dollars. They're not going to. But what you can do is realize, ultimately, when you see a pushback, sooner or later, people are going to say, stop stealing our money. And when they do, that's when America comes back. Thank you, Rich. It can happen. Listen, I think inherently, American citizens... Want to be free? They might be easily lied to. They might be con- They might be corrupted. The question is, will America stay America? That's what we're up against. David in Lansing.
6: Uh, hey, Sean. While you're getting uh, optimistic, I'm getting pessimistic. Did you see Facebook's earnings today? Mm-hmm. They they, uh, they beat slightly, and they're going to buy back fifty million dollars worth of shares. Billion. That tells me the fifty billion. Billion, billion. billion. I'm sorry. Yeah, billion. Yeah and you know that just tells me the 40 to 60% of the country that's maga supporters they're not putting their money where their mouth is they're still using their abusers These, this is a censorship socialist organization this facebook and people are still using it like oh la daddy, nothing's going on facebook has you its know, own problems
2: david facebook is at the end of its road Facebook, unfortunately, has been hoist by its own petard. It spent over 400 and some million dollars to get the Biden administration elected. The Biden administration is going to do to it what it did to Standard Oil. You see the, the writing on the wall. So, don't, you know, the, to have to, to, to view a, um, a a revenue of a quarter as something optimistic I think you're wrong, and the fact that he's buying back $50 billion worth of shares, maybe he thinks it's a good idea, or maybe he wants to take it back to a private company so he can't be broken apart. See? Sometimes you got to look past the original picture. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Joe and Dundee.
6: Sean, why is it that working-class people must pay for everything? And I don't understand why uh, Democrats listen to their lies. Be- they told us right to our face. The jobs are gone, never coming back. You need a magic wand. But yet we keep putting them back in office.
2: Because they've Who managed. The ones
6: that are going to pay for this?
2: They've managed to use the talking points of the worker party, socialist party, in order to get people to think if they were in the scam, if they were with them, they would be protected. And it's worked. That's how unions are formed. Ultimately, though, those individuals in that union see the scam, and they reject it. I don't blame them for buying the initial sales pitch. I buy them for supporting it this far down the road when you have this kind of scum in office. Thanks, Joe, for the call. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. We're going to get into some specifics In a little while, but I want you to remember there's a common denominator of the movement of all force. And that is the self-righteous agenda promising a better future. And when you look at the similarities between the movement of forced vaccination and the green eco-Nazi agenda, you see that they cannot afford to have a resisting opinion. That's how you know at that point you've got tens of millions of people that are not interested in the rights of the individual. They are only focused in the right of the mob. And that's why we must be aware of it if we're going to combat it. And we have to come together in an agreement that you cannot give in to this. Joe Naperville.
4: Hey Sean, how are you? I hope you're doing well today. I was watching a uh, listening to an earlier uh, radio uh, show here on this station, and the uh, the person who is uh, doing the uh, you know doing all the talking mentioned that he thought that the first thing that we should do if we win back the House and Senate is to open up a uh, a Churchill type hearing uh, involving members of Senate and the House uh, in investigating. Where the Wuhan virus came from, who was responsible for it, what levels of government did it go to, and also uh, uh all of the you know uh and, and, and criminal charges towards towards those uh, towards those companies those companies that and the government who colluded with them to come up with this vaccine, and why for example, other vaccines have been uh, have been basically uh thrown out such as you know, remdesivir and uh, other treatments, uh, other uh, yeah, other treatments have been. Yeah, exactly. Joe, here's the problem with it. If you
2: if you win the House, right, let's say you win in in 2022, which I still think I have a real problem with the voting system in general. But let's say you win. You still have a massive part of the country that has ignored what we already know. We already know that this virus is man created. We already know that our own government. You can trace back financing of the Wuhan lab and investing in not just this virus, but many other viruses. We now know this is a position, you know, 99% of us had no idea our government was messing around with stuff like this. 99% of us had no idea. The distraction, the problem is you have the majority of the country right now doesn't care. They're still willing to believe the man who is responsible for that investment.
4: Pickle face Fauci. That's why we have to expose it. We have to expose him. It's
2: exposed. People turn a blind eye. Joe, you you, you you've been in the Chicago. Are you are you from Chicagoland? Yeah, I am. So you you you're aware that your entire life, people have turned a blind eye to political corruption. They accept it. Well, they're so bo- they're well, so beaten down by it. They're, they're they've submitted to it. Now they want in on it, and that's why the Democrat Party has become a socialist party. They just want in on the no, scam. So
4: then what would if if you were a member of Congress, what would you do if you if you were newly elected, what would you do to try to change things?
2: I would immediately, immediately propose and demand a law be made where no elected official or his cabinet, their own little cabal of crooks could front-run information, so no more investing, because you understand they're telling us one thing, well, they're all becoming worth millions. I would also restrain lobbying. There would be a limitation on money, and I would work vehemently hard to strip the president of um, executive order powers, and then I would Absolutely. remove every damn Absolutely. thing Joe Biden ever did. That's what I would do. Because we we have been we have been handcuffed and put into a straitjacket by procedures that we just accept. And it's, it's astonishing to me that when they talk about a politician like Joe Manchin, Fox News, for example, and they said protesters went to his boat. His boat? It's a $2.5 million ship. How did Joe Manchin, a guy who's been elected since 1982, 50 years, how's Joe Manchin worth $30 million? And you think this is the guy that's going to stop the opportunity to steal tens of millions more? You know so i would I would really put a restriction on the ability for elected officials to become worth hundreds of millions, tens of millions, just millions. I think it's disgraceful, so but that 's why i 'll never get elected. Joe. Thank you for the optimism. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening but that 's what we need to do. We need to come up with a system that makes it illegal for them to profit from corruption. Now is that going to happen i'm not i'm not delusional that 's not going to happen, but what we must do is resist. The, how, how America, a nation built on you, not a party, not a government, has become a collectivist nation. It's, it's sad to say America is a collectivist nation. This is a society that has no problem taking away from every citizen the right of his own body. This vaccine shows this explicitly. Now, I'm curious to know because I have to tell you, the women I know in my life, I'm very lucky. They're primarily very Italian, very ethnic, very strong. They wouldn't entertain things like killing their baby. They wouldn't entertain things like letting some fat slob tell them what they have to put into their body, let alone their kid's body. These are just the women I know, my nieces and the rest of them. So when I hear this J.B. Pritzker come out and tell you that you are now going to be in a position to vaccinate your children, it's going to be real easy. I know what's next is the mandate that your children, your developing children with immature, really immature health issues from their immunity to their, you know, they're, they're still changing. Kids are changing up until they're 18 and 20. And we are going to introduce what I think is a scandal-ridden vaccine. That the only way they can control the information is by denying it and by propagandizing it. And now I'm wondering, are there women out there and men that will sit idly by as J.B. Pritzker's of the world and the teachers union and the regular American Marxists and communists and socialists mandate a vaccine into your
5: kids? Nobody wants the agony of an unvaccinated child getting a parent or an elderly grandparent sick. That's every parent's nightmare and a reality that too many families here in Illinois and across the nation have suffered through. Thanks to scientists and doctors who've worked tirelessly for the last year, we are likely just days away from having the COVID-19 vaccine available for 1.1 million more Illinois children ages 5 to 11. As soon as the FDA and the CDC have signed off, these kid-sized doses and kid-sized needles will be shipped out to pharmacies, to pediatricians, and to other providers all across the state of Illinois, who will be turned into
2: government enfor- enforcers and officials. Those doctors and the rest of it will be informing the government on what children refuse to take it. This is we are full. 1933 Germany right now. This is where it's going, ironically, by a guy named Pritzker. This is full-out Nazism. This is the Fourth Reich. And I'm wondering, are are parents going to sit idly by? I love the idea that they are not sitting by while police and firemen and, and municipal workers and nurses and doctors all are being forced to take it. I like that there's a little bit of a pushback, of a protest, of an outrage against it the fda and the cdc to me have zero credibility zero the people who head up these bureaucracies are political whores themselves and the only reason they're there is cuz they kiss democrat ass and nothing else that's who they are you you give me an acronym and the upper echelon is a marxist mafia member period end of story so i don't give a rip what they say do you i'm going to take your calls and comments 312 When I get back, I want to know from the parents, are you going to take this, or are you going to make the protest that's happening at city halls look like an appetizer to the entree of a refusal against tyranny when I get back? So now the government has seized your freedom over your own life. Will they give it back to you if you're not willing to comply? Throughout history, has that ever happened? No. They don't give it back to you. You have to take it back. Now, how do you take it back? Come together and you sue the rip out of them. Because in this country, law is still supposed to be your shield. So now they've got um, issues where the, the government is starting to lose. They're nervous about lawsuits. That's why. Why else do you think these CEOs who have been underwritten by the government for decades? Yes, I'm talking about any airlines now all of a sudden they're backing off because they're going to lose but it's going to take you demanding your freedom back and I'm wondering are there enough people out there who say I am not going to put this in my child's body but I was that kind of parent from early on I questioned vaccines that had been around for decades decades tested for half a century I still didn't want it in my baby's bodies. so we came up with a plan she had a doctor Choi. she's long retired i could say her name my both my kids and um she understood my hesitation and she was from a country where there was no such thing as vaccines yet they had people that lived to be 100 years old this idea that medicine saves you to a certain extent it can absolutely but what if your kid doesn't need it the statistics And the data, the real data, not the Pritzker, Democrat, Mafia, Fourth Reich data that they fraud and lie about, whether they're talking about economics or the vaccine or the COVID or whatever the hell it is. COVID didn't affect children for the most part unless they had other illnesses. And even the people it did infect. It still has a death rate or a survival rate of 99.5. That's the survival rate. And I will not. My kids are older now, but if they have kids, there's no way you're putting this failed vaccine. That the people who have it, their biggest fear is everything. They're vaccinated against nothing. And fat slobs like Pritzker are willing to tell you that. I wouldn't put it in my kid's body. Will you put it in your kid's body? Mark Plainfield. Hey, Mark.
6: Hey, uh, good evening, uh, Sean. I agree with you. No way in heck am I putting this in my kid's body. I have a son who's a senior in high school. I'm trying to convince him if a college wants a vaccine, learn a trade. My daughter, she's in sixth grade. I could homeschool and then uh, uh, homeschool for a couple of years. That's until awesome. I can, uh, Transfer to Florida. So I hope you're in the St. Pete area. Because uh, no way in heck I'm putting this in, in my kids.
2: All I right, might drink it someday. I love it. Thank you, Mark. See, that's an American. He's not saying he's not willing to help if it. If he thought it would help, but he, is, he has the right to his opinion. Not only that, he is the parent, not J.B. Pritzker, not the Democrat mafia, him. You decide, and your wife. And if you come to a decision to put it in your kid's body, and you, fine, go ahead. But it should be a decision based in freedom, not force. Catherine, West Suburbs.
1: Hi, thank you. As always, thank you for all you do. Thanks for putting the light on things for us here in this uh, dreaded state. Um, the particular issue I called with was in a message that you played that uh, our governor here in the state uh, talked about. He did not mention that um, there will be stations that will be put at, at uh, public schools to get our kids um, to give them the jab, as of I call course. it, the poison juice shot. So, but that's not something that would play well into uh, to the audience listening.
2: Well, they're um, never going to tell you that, but that. To me, they're not going to tell you that, Catherine. But to me, that's the most logical thing to do. They would put a position in each and every school where your kid is a captor, and they will then move forward with their plan. The question is, yeah, you so don't. To me, I think that this is the greatest time of all. To break the back of the public school system by yanking your kid out. To me, that's the answer. I love to watch the people that go and argue before the school boards, but to me, there is no tomorrow. There is no time for you to wait for them to recognize their fascism and correct it. To me, the way you stop it is you stop letting them make money in the name of your child by pulling them out and off the rolls of their school. But that's, of course, what they're going to do, Catherine. They're going to go to each and every school. And if your kid wants to go to that school, he will be vaccinated. Or they will do exactly what they're doing to the police and fire and first responders. He will be tested every week with the Q-tip up his nose. And he will be told and shown that he is a slave to the state. That's what they're doing. This is not about COVID. This is about implementing the fact that you are, from this day forward in America, a slave. And the government is the boss. And they're not going to give you your freedom back. Thanks for the call. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean,
4: thanks for taking my call hey Sean. You're right on the money with these uh, vaccines and stuff, but this it 's even worse than that because this one 's not a vaccine this one 's gene therapy technology. It goes in there and that takes the uh, operating program in your cell. It pulls the folder out that is the um, immune system and it rewrites it. It basically gets rid of your natural immune system and it
1: takes over and it just starts making well, spike proteins. I
2: hope you 're wrong i don 't know enough about it to say you 're right, but I 'll tell you this. I don't even think they're that sophisticated. I think they're experimenting. Thanks for the call. Jeff, I only got 30 seconds, but I don't want to cut you off. What do you got, buddy?
6: That's all right, John. Maybe you can discuss it later. Um, All the bureaucracies, you know, it it, it just amazes me how the bureaucracies do everything. And all these guys, the 535 down there can do is spend money.
2: The bureaucracies bureaucracies are their foot soldiers. They're their foot soldiers, Jeff. They're not interested in your rights or protecting you. The bureaucracy is the enforcement agent of the tyranny. We'll be back after
0: this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like me, so everybody just follow me because
1: we need a little controversy because it feels
2: so Everybody I'm remember saying before saying Obamacare? Me, so no, you don't. When your premiums were 25% of what they are now. When your deductibles were a fraction of what they are now. See, but corrupted insurers, corporatists and quasi-government insurers, used Obamacare for exactly what it's good for, to eliminate competition and massively increase profits. So as the overreaction, and what I think is the absolute wrong reaction, by government during COVID hit this somewhat guarantee that everything was going to be paid for by the government, well, you'll have to forgive me. I am not an economic illiterate, and I knew that that was a fraud to begin with, and a lie at best. So when you see 78% of insurers reinstate COVID copays and deductibles, costing patients, it says hundreds in the article, but I'm sorry. We all know that it's thousands, if not tens of thousands, that we will now be exposed to. After many of us have lost businesses and money and had our freedoms taken away, I wanted to bring on an expert in the field to discuss it. And when it comes to insurance and when it comes to information, I like Paul Secret. He's the managing partner at PCS Advisors. Uh, he's built a business out of navigating the tyranny of Obamacare. Paul, how are you?
3: Doing great. How are you today, John?
2: Very good, but I want to inform my audience. I want to let them know exactly what's happening, and uh, I wanted you to kind of walk us through um, what we've been supposedly protected from, what we are now exposed to, but moreover, what happened to all the money they were paid to take care of us in the first place by the government.
3: Well, great questions. Uh, one of the things you said in the in the introduction about how you know the government came out and said we're going to pay for this, everything's going to be okay. At the employer level, I've been having conversations. This, of course, is the time of year that employers look to renew their health plan that they provide their employees, and employers are one of the largest providers of health coverage in this country. And they're asking me the same thing. What happened to, why am I seeing this rate increase? I thought the government was going to be paying for those COVID bills. And what actually happened was that the insurers were fearful of that idea, because if the government tells you to do something, they get to decide when to, you get to stop. And so to maintain that freedom, they kind of preempted it by jumping in before a mandate likely would have come down and said, hey, we're going to voluntarily indemnify or, you know, waive out-of-pocket costs for consumers if they're hospitalized for COVID, which would no doubt lead to them hitting their max out-of-pockets, which, as you pointed also out also in your introduction, are way bigger than they used to be, and they authorize an increase every year. An individual can face an $8,100 out-of-pocket max today with the Affordable Care Act plan. So all this is happening, and uh, these insurers, because everyone was locked down and couldn't go seek care of really any kind, Made a claims were down in the system. Yeah, they were down 70%. So here they are collecting all these premiums, and they have money – piling up on them and they have to decide we have to the the rules of the affordable care act were: you have to spend 85 85 cents or so of every dollar you take in in premium on a claim and you get to keep 15 cents there's lots of other unintended consequences of that like the fact that they then no longer have any real interest in controlling the cost of the claims and do better when claims costs go up that's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. but they uh They were watching these dollars pile up. They were going to have to give them back anyway. So they said, let's invest that instead in some good marketing and voluntarily decide to waive people's out-of-pocket costs. Well, that meant now as the lockdowns diminish, life returns, not to normal, but people are able to go get the rest of the health care that they need. Claims are swinging back up. So as claims swing back up and they don't have excess cash, it's a simple spreadsheet decision for an insurer to say, we're not waiving that anymore. And so they're not. And as you pointed out, 78% are no longer waiving that cost. I mean, they are saying it's because of vaccines. It's, it's really because of underwriting math and the medical loss ratio rule that I just described. And by the end of the year, it'll be 95 to 100% of insurers that will no longer be waiving that risk. For now, Paul,
2: Paul, I love capitalism. I recognized long ago... Insurance companies don't practice capitalism. Right. They're, they're corporatists. They're frauds. So I, um, I remember when Obamacare passed, how they were selling us that bull dung that they always sell us about how great everything's going to be. Now we're right. 10 years into it, more, 11 years into it. And right. it's not going anywhere. In fact, what it's done yep. is taken, what, there's, what are, how many major insurers are there now? Seven.
3: We have an oligopoly, to use a, a stupidly large word, but, yeah, we're down to five, really. Five. The Blues, United, Sigma, Etna, and Humana are left, and they are the biggest, They were the biggest enemies of the Affordable Care Act. And now, in its most recent Supreme Court challenges, they were the ones writing briefs to keep it because it's been a boon for them.
2: And that's what I wanted to talk to you about. So they were literally paid, if I'm, if I'm kind, hundreds of billions of dollars by the okay. Trump administration. How much of that money, they're also the largest lobbyists. So now they're going to lobby and be held harmless against a double cross that will go on as business as usual. And in fact, my biggest fear is they will use this this theft against the people so that they further restrict the marketplace and take that five down to really the only one that is a quasi-government company, those rat bastards, Blue Cross and Blue Shield. That's what I think what do you think
3: yeah well, it's an it's a risk that we absolutely face and they're doing a good job selling the population on how good a single payer system would be and that's shoot that's a whole another show right there but the what i'd like to see is for them to produce their accounting because when i talk to employers right now and we know that claims were down in the system 70% and nobody's getting really big fat checks from insurance companies rebating premium. Where did that go? I want to see that accounting. That is yeah. some that's some funky accounting. And you, you could do claims or system improvements, but could they really have improved the system that much? It's not producing better results, and you're seeing outsized increases for employer plans right now. When at the very same time, United Healthcare and others—not to pick on them—the other four are in the same boat are posting double the quarter, per, quarterly profits same quarter over last year, $6.6 billion instead of three point three, and yet still doling out fat increases in premium to people while out-of-pocket costs go up for the everyday Americans.
2: Paul, I, I the obvious best answer is to have people do a, a, a liability share, people who are of like habits and to separate categories and make people who are high-risks, who are degenerates, pay for their own nonsense, there is no utopia, there is no universal right. care, there is only good people paying for sick people, and the story, yeah, yeah, companies understand this. are they still going to be allowed to self insure Will people still be allowed to self insure Or has this atrocity, which this is an atrocity, and it will go unpunished and there will be no, nobody goes to jail, there will be no fines and they will keep all the money. Does this have a chance of backfiring to the extent of the people themselves saying, hey, this is outrageous, I don't care what my representative does? I want to go into a pool, and I want to – is there an opportunity for free market solutions for people coming together, either by churches or whatever the case is, to break the backs of these corrupt son-of-a-dogs?
3: There is. I'm optimistic. I love capitalism. I believe in it so much that I know the only solution to health care, solving this big health problem we've, we've created, is is the free market. And employers are leading that charge. There are employers who choose to get into, say, a self-funded health plan, like you mentioned, or really any plan and any funding arrangement, there's a spectrum there, but any funding arrangement that gives them transparency and visibility as to what's going on, they quickly realize this thing's run amok. It's not being managed like every other part of their business, and now it's in their top five on their cost stack, and they're flying blindly. So that once a year they can sit down with their broker and their broker says, Boy, I'm really sorry, it's 12%. And then the broker makes 12% more that year. They don't have any allies in this this business or in this game. But when they get transparency, you see plans get a lot more efficient, a lot more quickly.
2: Are there politicians that are aware of this? And are there, you know, in the beginning we had that big, I, I think it was a dud, the Tea Party movement but you'll have to forgive me, I can put things in focus and realize that 90% of those politicians elected to eliminate Obamacare now fight to strengthen Um, single-payer. Are there politicians out there that are offended by this and that are looking to guys like you and solutions like market solutions right now, or will this be the next crop of politicians to maybe capture some support by the people victimized by this corruption?
3: Yeah, that's the problem, is that we see... The only people that encourage me in the way they talk about it are the people that have, are running for office but haven't yet held it. And then once they get in there, nobody seems to call uh, those of us who could give them some common-sense suggestions on ways that we could clean this up. And then, it, So the short answer is we haven't seen it yet. When will it happen? As soon as lobbying is, is no longer successful and effective. And then you look to the free market, some of the biggest players, corporatists like you call them, and some real disruptors, you know, Amazon and J.P. Morgan and Berkshire Hathaway got together, and they were going to fix healthcare, care, and they, that fell by the wayside. Amazon, on its own, said, let's get into the pharmacy business and help fix health care. And everybody thinks they go up against this massive cartel that they can't crush. What I see from the inside is they go up against it, and they think, well, if you can't beat them, join them, and they pile on oh, and become part of the problem you know so we it's really going to come from employers and we need some we do need some politicians to support their efforts and to continue to fight for transparency i don't see that happening in a really effective way it goes back to that lobbying look at the hospital transparency rule that kicked in january 1 of this year it was actually part of the original affordable care act one of the only good parts in terms of things that affect cost potentially hospitals were supposed to publish pricing and they fought it for 11 years, and the arguments that they put forth were some of the silliest arguments you ever heard. Oh, it's too complex. It'll break the computer systems. You know, We can't put it online for people to see. It's too much information. The system can't handle it. What they really were doing was saying, we don't want to be subject to free market forces. We don't want to get to a place where the American consumer can actually consume healthcare like they do everything else in terms of cost and quality. Which works? Look at LASIK surgery and see what that cost today compared to what it cost ten years ago. It works, so they don't want to be subject to that. And today we only have six and a half percent of hospitals complying with that rule that they're all supposed to comply with, and it's because lobbying back to lobbying again. When the rule got implemented, while it was a great precedent that it finally got implemented, the fine is three hundred dollars a day, and they actively let regulators actively let hospitals know. It was only three hundred bucks a day for the largest hospitals, hundred ten thousand a year or so for billion dollar balance sheets. That's not even that's budget best. Yeah, and we're not even going to enforce it. So I mean, I, oh, I'm at risk God. of getting irritated on the call right now because that's so ridiculous. And what they did, what they were trying to protect is the fact that the average hospital has more than one hundred and fifty prices for every procedure they perform. If I go to Best Buy to buy a TV. I can search the competition on my phone in five seconds. You don't think that technology exists where we could actually do that in healthcare? It exists. We're just not doing it. Instead, I go to the hospital and say, "What's this going to cost?" And they say, "I don't know. What's your insurance plan?" And yeah. there's 150 answers. It's incredible. How far this was
2: a rule that I remember Trump implemented that they were supposed That's to fix right. the pricing. and they just simply right. said, "Nah, I don't want to do it." So we're not gonna, I
3: mean, So then the bureaucrats say we're not actually going to enforce it, and the fine's only 300 bucks a day. I'm sure he was on to something else, and then when it implemented, the law. You know,
2: if only we could do like this with taxes, all. If only I could do this with my taxes. You. Nah, I don't think I want to pay it. And I get some That's bureaucrat right. who likes cigars, I give him a cigar, and he says, you know what, I'm not going to even enforce the fine anyway. I mean, you want to talk <laughs> about an absolute mafia that, unfortunately, is what we're bending knee to. Now, I experienced a 400% increase in my premium after Obamacare. 400%. I went from paying 500 and change to 2200 for a family of four. Okay. I experienced my deductible that went from $500 to $15,000. Right.
3: Am
2: I the norm or am I the exception?
3: You are the norm. They don't want to tell people that, but you are the norm. And what they've done is they have told the average American, the average American wouldn't necessarily say what you're saying as their experience, because maybe they're getting a plan where even though the insurance company is creaming the government getting $2,200 because of subsidies, that consumer thinks their insurance only costs $500 because the insurers have the best deal ever. Overcharge for a product that is worse but the consumer won't come out with pitchforks in the streets because we'll just get the government to pay the the majority of the cost, right? So that's occurring. And for a large portion of the population, their crazy outsized out-of-pocket risk is also being uh, funded for them. So they prevent a lot of upset and make people think, maybe we should go single-payer. If we do single-payer the way it's being proposed now, like we do Medicare, where you have this small handful of insurers that are actually running the system and the government's just sending them a check every month. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I can't imagine a quicker way to take this economy, you know, right into the ground.
2: Paul Siegert, I'm looking to guys like you to come up with free market solutions. That's why I always keep you on the short list. Paul Siegert, managing partner at PCS Advisors. If you own a business, if you're interested in looking at solutions, I highly recommend you give him a call. Thank you so much for joining me, Paul.
3: Thanks for having me. Have a great night great we'll take
2: your calls and comments when i get back blue cross blue shields most profitable year every year since obamacare was profitable but last year was a record their total income 21.8 billion billion they love the failed obamacare they love it the brokers who've been selling you that it, you, get the, you get the bronze and you get the silver and you get the blue and all the other Soviet BS, they too had an increase, a massive increase. Nobody's on your side. What happened to the Tea Party? What happened to all the... Rob- oh, Adam Kinzinger. Mm. The Irish gypsy Joe Walsh. Mm. What happened to all the rest? Scum. One and all. They don't even talk about it. This last year, they made billions and now they're coming to you to increase costs for your insurance. The trick is not to fall to the Fourth Reich, where they pretend there's any smaller profit, only this time the government gets it. Recognize the scam, and it's the government. Lie, cheat, and steal. Both parties, same banker. Now it's time for Tom back in the nose. I just learned we got a street named Stunkel in Illinois. Lived there my whole life. Never heard of Stunkel. That's a rough street to live on. What's your address? 123 Stunkel. I don't like the sound of that. But I'm sure it's a wonderful place with wonderful people. And they owe me because I've done them a favor. The moron. Diapers Biden on Dementia Tour was in New Jersey today. I don't. I mean, do you really want to hear this, idiot?
4: No expression. Time is money. As one computer said... If you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other
2: plans. Did he mean commuter, this stupid moron, this moron who, with the stroke of a pen, can destroy a nation? Ten months, it's like ten minutes underwater with this idiot. It's preposterous. Yet, we still have millions of people coming to vote Democrat. Because what you're seeing on the southern border, this is a welfare run. This is a Democrat voter invasion. It's an insurrection of sorts. Get Look that. at this. Uh, impatient, uh, illegal, would-be future illegal immigrants to our border. Uh, bust through. Now, I, I think Kimmead. What's his name? Kim Kimmead? Kimmead? Whatever. Killed Mead? He's a bit of a buffoon. I made the mistake of buying one of his books. I'll tell you what. There's a guy who wrote more books than he ever read. There's no question about that. Anyway, Killed Mead. Doesn't even know how to characterize it. Kill Mead. I said Mead. Kill Mead. It's like Stunkel. I bet you he lives on Stunkel. I bet you Kill Mead lives on Stunkel. Look at, at this! Uh, impatient uh, illegal would-be future illegal immigrants to our border
0: uh, bust through uh, where they were waiting uh, in uh, Mexico, Look at that, pushing because through because they said it wasn't moving fast enough. So obviously they broke through past the security and they're heading our way. The yeah.
1: Mexican uh, National Guard tried to stop them, but they pushed through. We're being told 4,000 heading to Mexico City. They're about a thousand miles away from the United States. They're stuck in limbo. They said they're waiting for asyl- uh, asylum applications to be processed
2: but they're told they just keep streaming they keep streaming so when I was talking about the insurance increases which are astronomical the reason that the average American has had a massive increase yes if you have a family of four your policy is 2200 a month whether you pay it or not is irrelevant that's what you're being charged now if you're subsidized from the government or your company that's one thing or another why why is that high because you're paying the insurance of everybody they're underwriting everybody. Now, see, in a perfect world, people would pay based on their risk. So the Pritzkers of the world, those five foot six, 400-pound walking insurance premium increasers, would pay a massive increase. See, if you want to be a fat slob and you want your wife to look like a Clydesdale and your kids to be porky, pay the extra fee, fatso. But why would you, you make that? That would be... You're responsible for your actions. If you're a drug addict scum, guess what? You don't get any insurance. Go out in the parking lot and grunt it out. After all, you're the one who was smoking the crack and partying with Hunter Biden. Go ahead. But that's not our system because we're a society. See, notice how society, the only people who really bear the costs, are the decent people, while the scum storm the Capitol and run across the border and all the rest of it? It's preposterous to me. And yet here we go, this collectivist society. No wonder they're coming from these third world hellholes. Our kind of corruption is tolerable for them. Because what they know, all they have to do, vote Democrat, baby, and you're going to get more and more and more cheese.
1: Appointments are full, so now they're going to the next city.
2: That's right. So keep in mind, this is a
0: thousand miles away from the United States. This is Tapachula. This is where a lot of those migrants from Central America had been massing until, the, you know, and the Mexican police, they had guys with uh, with shields and, you know, st- stood in line, but these guys overran them. Now, this particular convoy, and it is an organized convoy because they overnighted last night at a baseball diamond, and we're going to get a report from uh, Griff Trinken. Who Who organized them?
2: Who organized them? I remember when Kamala Nooner Harris, best lunch date in Washington, and never ask how sweet Willie Brown got his nickname. When Kamala went to these third world hellholes, she was going to bribe them. Remember? Foreign aid so that the people didn't leave. Well, maybe when she was there and she handed out the hundreds of millions of dollars to these third world corrupt hellholes. Maybe she gave him the wink, wink and the nod, nod, not the kind that she used to give Willie Brown to advance her career, but the kind that started caravans from running to America.
0: It's on what's going on there in about 45 minutes. But nonetheless, this convoy, according to our own Bill Malugian, is more organized than previous because the coordinators have made it easier to register to be part of the convoy because wait, you can register. I
2: can register to be part of the convoy. Hmm. Hmm. And then when they get here, all this spending, all this insurance, all the social networking, they just get it? They just get it. And the people who have been bearing the increases of this Soviet system of, of, what is it, Obamacare? It's suck care. Because it sucks. It doesn't work at any level. It's destroyed doctors. It's destroyed hospitals. Most of all... It's enriched the people who lobbied to get it passed, like the insurers and the brokers. I don't think I forgot you and the brokers. They apparently have
0: now a web link. You can go online or they've got a QR code. All you got to do is scan the
2: QR code. Next thing you know, you're on your way to the United States of America. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that sophisticated? And yet when they get here, all they got to do is be here. How many of them are going to vote Democrat in 2022? Still think you're going to win, hands down? Why do you think that in this bill that will pass? There's all kind of legalized voter fraud. Ballot harvesting. Oh, that sounds good. Same-day reservation or uh, uh, registration. Might as well be a reservation. We're all going to be living on one by the time they get done voting. Why do you think that is? It's obvious to me. This is a Soviet coup. This is a collapse of a society that was built on the individual and owning his his property, the right to his life. Notice how it's been taken away. Has anyone quantified or done any kind of calculation on how much money has been sucked out of the economy, out of the private economy, since Obamacare, the failed Obamacare, has passed? Because if the average family of four had a 400% increase in their premiums, how many more things could those people have put towards their retirement or their children's inheritance or just increase the quality of their life. Anybody do that calculation? Yet the roaches, did the roaches see any raise? I don't think they did. I think the roaches just got more coverage. Why else would they? Everybody come running here to be a part and a functioning part of society and be an earner? Why? When the welfare system makes you rich. Steve on the south side. (laughs) Sean, this
6: is what Obamacare slash single payer system looks like. The health care system is collapsing in front of our very eyes. And most of our most of the listeners of this station get it. They understand it. But it's like every other radio station out there, they don't have a clue what's going on. They're scratching their head saying, Oh, Free healthcare. This See, is that's great. why I say this is dummies. Going to be great.
2: Dummies up the dial. Dummies yeah. down the dial. This is the station you listen to. Number one. Number two. Yep. What they what they refuse to tell the people is that the good people that make the world go around. You know where you go in this system? You go in the back of the line. So there's only a handful of people that actually make this system work, and yet they're in the back of the line. Well, the new American, the new voting Democrat, who used to be called an illegal alien, that son of a gun goes to the front of the line. What do you think they cares for? You think they cares for you? You think they cares for me? We wouldn't participate in that nonsense. I'm gonna let some stranger, some union four hundred pound teacher with sweat on her earlobes raise my kid? No, I'm not gonna. But the rest of society will, and they'll teach those kids how to be loyal slaves to the state. It's a diabolical system that unfortunately is working. Jarrett Evergreen Park.
6: Hey, uh, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to talk about I, I think you got it all
3: wrong. You know, maybe they're going to vote Democrat this time around, but, you know, they'll be reviled by Democrats before, you know. Just look at the recall in California. I mean,
6: who is spearheading that?
2: Jared, I hope you're so, right, brother, but here's the thing.
6: And, and then look at, look at the border, the, the counties at the border in Texas. I mean, mm. those all flipped from in, blue to red.
2: Let, let me because, ask you a question, Jared, and I'm serious. In 10 months... What has the quality of your life, what has it done in 10 months?
6: Oh, I mean, everything has gone downhill on all fronts.
2: You want to wait I'm another saying, four years, brother? Oh, you I want don't to want wait to wait any t- more time. Yeah. But I'm
6: saying that all the liberals I know are done with Lightfoot. They're done with Kim Fox. They're, the list keeps growing for them. None of them want to defend Joe Biden, even though they voted for him. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? It, all aboard the paint train. A I agree.
2: I hope you're right, brother. I really do. Thank you for calling and thank you for listening. I just don't have the time for people who came here for free benefits to learn that the free benefits they say they think is going to be utopia really suck. And their kids are walking around and they're gangbangers and they're wretched human beings because that's what the system of socialism really produces. It's a shame, but that's what it produces. Yet here we are. I want Joe Biden impeached today. I mean, you, you, you see how he speaks. You see what's going on here. Impeach this moron. Let's get the Nooner Harrison there. And the only way you can win is if maybe we start speaking truth, not to power, truth to the people. The power doesn't, doesn't care about truth. It's corrupted. Speak it to the people. And show me a ghetto run by a Democrat mafia member that is the utopia they promise. The most oppressed people in that ghetto are the ones that are imprisoned by it. If they're not in on the scam. 312-642-5600. One good thing about um, being down here. The amount of Let's Go Brandon flags and stickers. It's so nice to be around massive groups of people that reject this kind of corruption. This stupidity. This fraud of a so-called president. This embarrassment to the nation. Joe Biden. It could have fit anybody when you really think about it. Just pick a Democrat. John in Palatine. Hey John. Hey Sean, how are you? Good, buddy. Hey, uh,
6: you know, every time I call you, I always wonder the same thing. Why aren't the Democrat why are the Republicans and, and and the GOP fighting back against just all of this corruption with the, with the mandates and sticking up for us and the whole Uh, keeping kids, uh, you know, mandating vaccines in schools and so forth. Uh, You you think that the reason we have a government is because of the Constitution. And the reason any of those jokers are in office is to uphold the Constitution, none of which is
2: happening right now. So I I always forget. Are they in office, though, John? Are they in office to uphold the Constitution? Because you do realize how much money the Republicans raise by being in second place. I mean, just look at Illinois. Are they, are they there to fight for the principles of Americanism? Or are they there to take a look at a guy like Joe Manchin, who lives on a yacht, who's worth tens of millions of dollars, who've never worked a day in his miserable life, never worked a day in their lives? And I'm just using Joe Manchin. The names are fungible. Pick one of them. Pick Mitch McConnell. Let's pick on the Republicans for a minute. Did you ever drive through Kentucky? You ever see how much of the... Building, How many buildings his name is on? Did you ever look at the amount of money that old lady face Mitch McConnell has? The wife of shipping era. I mean, they're they're worth hundreds of millions. You think that uh, when Mitch McConnell gets up and looks at that old lady face, he decides, I don't need to shave today because, after all, I don't have any hair on it. And he says, I'm going to fight for Americanism. (laughs) I mean, these guys wake up in the morning. They take a look at their very sexually frustrated wives, and they think, how much money could I steal today? And that's the way it really works, because that's what they're doing. These guys have sat there for decades, brother. Well, you've been building a life. Well, you've been trying to get ahead and raise your kids. These guys have put a system where they're held harmless for their corruption, and they are now at the pinnacle of raping, they're raking it in. They're raking it in. And now all they got to do is say, you know, uh, Joe Biden is up there. He's an embarrassment. What we need to beat him is money, and we need contributions. And in the meantime, they come in second to the lobbying of the health care, second into the lobbying of the conglomerates that run the media. They come in first from the people. First. Why would they change that system? They've got it just the way they want it, John. What we need are the kind of guys who are so sick of it because they've endured it that they agree to go in there fresh and rip it down and tear it apart and pass laws that restrict the only aspect of our society that is ever to be restrained, government. That's the only one. Get a guy in there that wants to just eliminate all the spending, practically down to the bare bones, and stop all the corruption. But how many politicians talk like that? How many kids do you hear coming up, new politicians, that talk like that? Or do they part their hair on the side like old lady face Mitch McConnell, strap on the Brooks Brothers, little too big, and promise to run on conservative values? And I don't even know what the hell that is. Because whatever it is, it sucks. It hasn't done a damn thing against the advancement of the Marxist mafia. It hasn't done a damn thing. And in the meantime, they got their own furor up there their own furor. and by the way
4: you hear these numbers 3.5 trillion or 1.75 trillion we pay for it all it doesn't increase the deficit
2: one single cent yay and all the morons clap and whether you think he you recognize he frauded the election fine there's still tens of millions of morons that like this nonsense the way to beat it is by articulating what the problem is, pointing out the corruption and demanded stop across party lines. 312 642 5600
1: Just follow me because we need a little. All right, if you're on the line,
2: Eric and Bob, stay there. A friend of mine just sent me a tweet. This is a good sign. People are going to think this is a bad sign. I think it's a good sign. I believe it's MidasTouch.com. Exclusive breaking news. Ron DeSantis partied with underage girls at a drinking party. And it says, while teaching in Georgia, and it posts a picture. It blurs out the face of the girls, but it shows a Ron DeSantis, who looks to be about 18 years old in the picture. So I can't wait to read the story. I'm sure it's very devastating. Um, Pete Buttigieg at home on maternity leave with his husband and a four-star admiral with a Schwansteiger seems to be normal, but this is a scandal. I love it. Go after him. Do me a favor. Make it so he can't run for president, please, because I'm long real estate in Florida, and I need that son of a gun to stay here and keep this state free and running and putting up the fight against the dim-witted diaper dementia patient You rest of you people call president. But there's a scandal going on by the dementia, Joe, and his merry band of Marxists. That scandal is this so-called nonsense bill. What is it? Is it a reconciliation? Is it spending? Is it taxing? The idea... That you've now picked out a part of society that everybody can agree they hate. So they want the government to seize their assets. Shows you just how stupid the American people are. Because if it wasn't for those billionaires, where would you be, dummy? But that's okay, because anybody who votes for a Democrat is, by definition, a willing slave. Unless, of course, you're in the administration or plan to be. Then I completely understand. Why wouldn't you want to be a god among men in a socialist utopia you can never deliver? But there's a scam going on financially. You see, they have to create an industry that cannot exist because it is a fraud. And that's called green energy. Now, I have um, a clip I wanted Misty to cut up. And I looked at it and I thought about it. And it's about the windmill scheme. How each one of these moronic windmills costs between 2.8 and $4.3 million. And they don't break even until they run for 20 years, right when you need a new one. And, of course, there's scandal after scandal of them bursting into flames and starting fires that burned 300 acres in California and all the rest of it. Not to mention we're working on a doctor who has linked significant illness to that humming sound that people pretend doesn't kill livestock and make people move out of their houses, which it does. The solar system of phony results... Only work if you live in Florida or other places like that. I can't wait for you people in Illinois to put it on your roof. Let me know how that goes. But there's a scam of, a, of an entire industry and an entire exchange of this phony carbon tax. It's coming. And they call this stuff ESGs. And what ESGs mean, you're going to hear a lot of people try to sound smart, and they're going to say ESG, EFT. ESG, EFT, ooh, they must be smart. They have a suit on and a side part. It's environmental, social, and governance, which means it's pretty much a a scam of ambiguity where you are giving money to conglomerates in the hopes that they invest in alternative energy boondoggles and that they're underwritten by the governments around the world and that they somehow fake making money because they can't make money. Because the product they produce sucks. You saw it in Texas. You see it anywhere it's implemented. It doesn't work. It's a nice idea, but it doesn't work. It's unobtainium, which is what they should call the green energy movement. Unobtainium. And uh, there is an environmental think tank. And the guy, it's called Virgin Galactic. The guy is an Indian fellow from India. And uh, he believes in global warming. And he... Wants some alternatives, but he also can recognize a scam. So he was on CNBC. Now, you can't find this, by the way. This was a year old, and it's been scrubbed from the Internet, but I downloaded it. I saved it because I knew there would be a day when the government of America underwrote a scam. So the Biden administration, in this new reconciliation bill, they say that they, they started off real nice with the, you know how, they, how the Soviets try to sell you. Into the scam of their vision, and they tell you we're going to make it so that you can you can buy your 401k, your retirement plans. You can buy. Well, they worded a little stronger lately. In fact, what it's going to be is the Secretary of Labor. He is a Irish gangster. Yeah, and I don't care. Sue me, buddy, because I'd love. I'd love to go through some disclosure with you and your past and your mafia connections. He's a a, a union boss thug who has now been appointed um, by the Biden administration to the uh, secretary of uh, labor. So now you're going to your company and your retirement and other entities and Wall Street bankers that want government money will be booing up this fraud of a system. ESG, EFTs. But this guy came on CNBC. I found it very interesting.
1: Uh, ESG, real or marketing? It's a complete fraud. Complete fraud. It's so ridiculous. Governance has been addressed. That's useful. But, you know, this idea that you're going to get a stamp that says, oh, listen, like, you know, my supplier, you know, I've offset their carbon credits. And now I understand my it's a joke. It's jargon. Um, and I think what people are doing right now is using it as a way to, you know, for example, like if you can paint yourself as ESG, in Europe, you can essentially borrow money from the ECB at negative rates. I'm going to come over and give so you a massage now. It's a carry. It's don't, a carry. not want you touching and- him. <laughs> on the the- go, Chema. Go, Chema. Just hold it. on. But but I I personally believe in climate change. Now, I know think we need to do something. And so the problem with the is it's going to take years for this.
4: But, for this, but like, when you hear slot. J.P. Morgan yesterday say that they're not, not going to finance fossil fuels or you
2: hear. Now, I want you to focus on how they're in- interrupting him because he's saying something they don't like. But what he's identifying is once you have this label and you've been approved by the eco-nazi and you are a firm member of the fourth reich you can borrow money at negative interest rates which means there are groups and entities and hedge funds and lenders government lenders they pay you to borrow money as long as it's going in the approved section of the economy you want to talk about a scam and a fraud This is what we're talking about.
1: Ed Bastion, at Delta says he's going to spend $100 million of real money, by the way, effectively buying carbon offsets and investing in, in new biofuels every year. You say... Two things. J.P. Morgan, by saying what they said, will be able to borrow billions of dollars from the ECB at negative rates.
2: That's a scandal. That is a massive, massive scandal. The other scandal is there are now in the Biden administration ex-BlackRock executives and people who hold an interest in this very industry that could not exist without government funding and government subsidies. This is a major scandal. And now you have a corrupt mafia head, who is the head of the Department of Labor, who is leaning and, and leaning on 401k managers and money managers to take the money of workers and buy this fraud of a market. And you don't have anything to say about it. There's another little scandal that I really like in this. There's more money in it if they buy these ESGs.
1: You think that's what that is? It's obviously what it is. It doesn't have to work. They don't need to do anything. They are now getting free money from Europe for basically being able to say this. And you don't think they would get that money otherwise? No, because Europe basically has this condition where you can issue green bonds and you can have all of this, you know, checks and balances. Okay. That the, so that's one thing. Okay. It's going to be very important for you to really be able to diligence the supply chain all the way down to the supplier and the supplier so supplier. Microsoft, that's Microsoft, a very say hard doing, for example. These, <laughs> are, these, are, these are useful statements. It's great marketing. But again, it's a lot of sizzle, no steak. I think that what we need to do is invest in actual companies that can go and count. Right. And can go
2: and, uh, you know. Now, by the way, he says supply chain. Because every aspect during the supply chain, you know, the one we're having a problem with now, has to now participate in this boondoggle scandal. This is a multi-layered fraud. A multi-layered scam. That will be underwritten. Not just by the general public and the, and the and the the future debt and already has been, but now by your retirement as you are now going to be forced into participating in this
1: uh, legitimize the actual impact that companies have so that you can do the right amount of carbon offsets. Yeah. Wow. And then you have to have a legitimate exchange where you can actually trade them. So if you really believe in climate change, you've got to do some hard work now. Okay. Your, by the way, Virgin Galactic is going to be throwing off a lot of carbon. Do you buy offsets? Galactica. Uh, Galactica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have a plan to sort of get to uh, sustainability. You do. Why? If, if it's all. It's important.
2: And, and in, in this, really now yeah, what he's talking said about he is freedom of choice. You want to participate, participate in it. Why all the force? Did you ever wonder why? Because it's a scam, and it's a fraud, and you're just getting in on it. The Biden administration, those advisors that are saying this is a must, already have a stake in it, and you will make them billionaires. And by the way, that new tax that they say they're going to go after billionaires, they don't mean the billionaires that are part of their mafia. They mean just those who think they're still capitalists and can put up a fight to it that's the difference. Recognize it. Reject it. Eric in Harvard. Hey, Sean, how are you?
1: Good, how are you? Good, good, Well, kind of to touch on the point you were just making, I mean, all of these, you know, multi-layered frauds and everything,
6: all of it stems back to the Federal Reserve. None of this crazy, you know, mayhem could even exist without all this funny money that they produce. You know, watch watch how quick things, how priorities would change if real capital had to chase these priorities.
2: It, it wouldn't exist. You're 100% right, Eric. You're 100% yeah, right. And I mean, right like, but here we are in a nation. Here, here we are sorry, in a nation. I'll, I'll, believe me, I'll let you get in. Here we are in a nation where we have the absolute and total evidence, the heads of the Federal Reserve in various states have used their information then their money that they were going to invest on behalf of the people or they were going to spend and front-ran the information and practiced insider trading and nothing happened except they said the new people behind us can't do it anymore. And the people nod because if you can distract them with giving them a little bit of their freedom back or giving them something they didn't deserve like welfare, they'll let these mm-hmm. oligarchs steal you blind. It's a crime. And they are. You know, I'm hoping we got, we that there's enough twice people as hard that know for
6: half as much. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: I agree. But will you tell me what the answer is because I want to tear it all down. I think the laws and the restraints need to be put on the politicians and on the people who are entrusted with the money supply. I want Jerome Powell not to tell me what he thinks he's going to do with with interest rates. I want this son of a dog thrown in a cell. I want him in Gotti's old cell. He can even date the same girlfriend. I don't care what he does. I want him taken away in chains. That's how how I think this should be handled. Do you think there's enough people like me and you?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
6: I mean, if if people put as much effort into the voting system as they did into, you know, solid transformational things, you know, sound money, the federal government had two core responsibilities, you know, a a sound army and to print and coin money. And they screwed both of those up.
5: Yeah, I agree,
2: Eric. The problem is, too, they have a bunch of new voters that are running through Mexico to get here and vote in twenty twenty two. Now, these people, for the most part, aren't coming here because they want to fix what's wrong with capitalism or to put the Federal Reserve in check. They're coming here because they want free everything from soup to nuts. 312-642-5600. You kidding me? We only got, you know, instead of a a normal Make Me Believe Monday, I got a special guest coming on at 635. So if you want to call, miles the time. You don't have much time. Fastest show on radio. So they're going after my guy, DeSantis. I'll tell you the truth. I don't want him to run for president. I want to keep him right here because I've enjoyed absolute and total freedom. Absolute and total freedom. I didn't have to listen to some necklace, fat, slob, trust fund baby. Tell me how to live. Disgraceful. Ear slap that son of a gun till he stops wanting, wanting der- dessert is what needs to be happening. Instead, people have been knuckled under. Businesses have been lost. Time has been lost. So I don't want DeSantis to run against the Marxist mafia. We saw what they did to Trump every day. Scams and lies and frauds. And I know I say scam a lot. The girls tell me. It's because I can't say what I want to say. These rat, rats, rats that they are. Lie right to your face. What else can you call it? Scam and fraud. There you go. That's going to be the name of my, uh, my retirement discotheque.
7: Well, no, 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 no. It is not. No, 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 no. It's for officers, period. It is, has nothing to do with their vaccination status. So that's just wrong. That's a bad. I think there was a headline from a, from a corporate outlet, which we all know corporate media lies. OK, they do not tell the truth. Assume what they tell you is false and then figure out why they're telling you a false narrative. We we um, I put that out there as a proposal months ago. And the reason we're doing it is because people are being treated poorly in Seattle and Minnesota.
2: So what he did is he said, are you unhappy Are you being strong-armed? Are you a frontline worker? Are you a regular worker? Come to a state. We'll hire you. We'll make your life better. And guess what happened? It worked.
7: In New York NYPD. They don't have the support. They've had their funding cut. Uh, they they get criticized if they just enforce the law. Some places, they don't even enforce the law. Like in San Francisco, they don't prosecute people's shoplifting, so you have rampant crime. So that's why we're doing it, because morale is low. Morale is low for years because of how, how law enforcement's been treated, but when you saw all the rioting last summer, all the vitriol directed at them, Florida stood up and said, we back the blue, and so we are one hundred percent excited about saying anyone that 's being mistreated, if the morale 's low, if you can 't take take uh, that environment and you have we have openings here you 're going to get an environment where people are going to support you uh, and I think that that 's something that's and I can tell you the people that have come down from some of these places already. You talk to them, it's the best decision they've ever made. So we're looking to capitalize off a lot of communities across our country who have turned their back on law enforcement, who aren't providing them the support, where there's all kinds of different uh, problems uh, with, with just being able to do the job.
2: Now, don't come down here and write me a ticket if I'm zipping by with my three hairs on my head blown in the wind. Leave me alone. Keep your voting for Democrat mafia figures up there. And come down and enjoy freedom. I love that. But you leave my Ron DeSantis alone. Because it's not just better for municipal workers. It's better for people who want freedom. Who want liberty. Who want those American principles. Who are not going to be intimidated by necklace slobs. Who will not have their kids turned into experiments. So leave them alone. Let's keep it down here. Because states, unfortunately, like Illinois, like New York like California, they like it like that. They like it. After all, how else could you explain it? How else could you explain it? Now what you're seeing is the people are dividing. The protesters fighting off the tyrants. Do I think they're winning? I hope they are. I find it a, a voice or a point to be optimistic about the future. But not because I think those mafia strongholds will change, but because at least it's a it's a witness that there are some people who reject the fascism That's perpetrated by those who still call themselves liberal. Well, I'm the real liberal. I don't give a rip what you do. Keep it in your own house and stay the hell away from me. This is a free state, Florida. There's others, but I think it's time for those states to cut loose from those scum states that can only exist on welfare and fascism, like Illinois, like New York, like all those other Democrat hubs, because they all realize it now. But we start with $100,000
1: to stop car break-ins. Good evening, I'm Elizabeth Cook.
2: I'm Ken Bastida. San
0: Francisco city leaders are hoping that cold, hard cash can help put a stop to the growing
2: crime. Okay. They're bribing criminals for safety. See a theme in the Democrat mafia? Just enrich the criminal at the cost of the law-abiding citizen. Stay in San Francisco, you Democrat scum. Same thing for the Democrat scum that voted for Mike Madigan and that moron Ed Burke and that Marxist mafia up there. Stay there. The rest of you come with me. That's what I want. DeSantis stays where he is. Three one two
6: six four two fifty six hundred.
5: make me believe monday
1: the rand corporation
5: in conjunction
1: with the saucer people thank you under the supervision of the reverse vampires are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner we're through the looking glass here people i was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks
2: So, I have successfully defended my positions since the accusations of the kids at work for me. At AM560, the answer. It's not a conspiracy to see the Clinton Foundation for what it is. It's a scam. Bagman organization. It's a scam. It's not a uh, conspiracy to recognize that, gee, Hunter Biden not only should never have been on the board of Amtrak, but he really isn't qualified to be on a board of a natural gas company or the liaison for billions of dollars of Chinese investment. Not a conspiracy. Fact. Fraud. So, now, they're going to try and get me on what I still think I'm correct on. I took one look at Jan Schakowsky when I was young and said, hmm, that doesn't look right. Jerry Nadler. There's a peculiar looking fella, and I'm not even talking about Cobblepot on Batman. When you look at Adam Schiff, do you really think there are not aliens among us? I do. So they got an expert. They wanted me to bring on Darren Marlar. He's host of an award-winning podcast, Weird Darkness. Darren, there's no question aliens are among us and some may be in Congress. Am I right?
6: You, you know, um, you've kind, of, you kind of blown it for me here because everything you just talked about is scarier than anything I've ever talked about on a podcast for the last six years. See, so, I upped
2: you. All right, very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now, not to mention, we've got $30 trillion in debt. I need some of that alien money to bail me out. How are we looking? Are they around us? UFOs? Air Force spots thousands over the course of 60 years, yet the government kept a lid on it? I don't like it. I think they're out there, and I think they love me. What Am I wrong? Well, you you,
6: you got to wonder. The, the, the more they... The more they reject the idea, the more they, the more they say, "Nothing to see here. Go on, folks. Move along. There's nothing to see here." The the, the latter, they shout that. The more you got to wonder
2: that maybe there is something there to see. And we that's, have that's the way they work. We finally have, you know, uh, the way that I think the way that they get societies to not freak out is they start to inundate them with the idea. They then propagandize them with movies and films and shows. And I can't help but notice there has been a tremendous amount of movies and films that are kind of softening us up to the idea of, hey, they might not be all that bad. They don't want to eat you. It's not the invasion of the body snatchers. But there is some evidence out there that would have you believe they have known that we have UFO sightings a lot. And they are trying yeah. to normalize it to a certain extent. Am I, am I crazy?
6: Uh, No, I don't think you are. Uh, One of my favorite TV shows from the 90s is Stargate SG-1. And if you go back and watch that now, um, you can actually see things that you think, oh my gosh, somebody who was writing scripts for that show either is prophetic or they had some secret knowledge. Because now you're, you're looking at things that are kind of like being confirmed nowadays. Um, so hmm. yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I, I, I think they um, now whether or not they actually are aliens, like from another planet or from another dimension, Ooh, I like even this. if they're demonic entities, I don't know.
2: You think it's I more of that chariots of the gods thing where they're, going on. you think it's like that star Wars and chariots of the gods thing where they are people who are so sophisticated. They wanted to see how the plebe did and they abandoned earth to then come back and check on us thousands of years later.
6: You're assuming that I'm a Star Wars geek.
2: No, I'm I'm not. Just, <laughs> I, 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 how about Chariots of the Gods? Did you ever read that book? That's an old book. Um, no,
6: and, I, I, I've never read that.
2: Sorry. Oh, it's a good book. So you've got uh, you've got, and there could be another way. Maybe, maybe they're taking people who have passed away and coming back as them. Because you've got some interesting stories about people who have been dead. Do you not?
6: Yeah, seeing as this is Halloween week, you know, we're, we're coming up on trick-or-treating and everything else, I, I, I searched through some of the stories that I'm actually planning on doing for the podcast uh, this coming uh, Sunday, because I'm actually planning on doing my live, my live screen, which I do once a year, which is the one time of the year that I do the live video on Facebook and YouTube, and I got some snippets of like maybe uh, uh, decorations and props that turned out to be real dead people. Uh, we, I could talk about those. Um, uh, all right, well, let me, uh, let me get back to, to that page here because I, I wanted to. Uh, I actually highlighted a couple of those that I thought, oh my gosh, that is just stinking creepy. Um, one is an actual mummy was found on the set of The Six Billion Dollar Man. You remember that show? Did
2: you oh, ever watch that? I remember that? My yeah. mother used to call me. I'd be out playing with my friends. She'd give me the whistle like I was a golden retriever. I'd run home. And I love Steve Austin. And I always hit yes. a thing. About his about the wife Jane, remember? Oh, I loved her.
6: Go ahead. Oh yeah, Jamie Summers. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was. She uh, well, it. and this was not a Halloween special. It just this just happened to be one of the episodes. There was uh, there was a scene taking place in a funhouse, and uh, the director saw a man hanging from a rope in the corner, and he didn't like that particular prop in the scene. He went over, and when he tried to move the prop uh... the arm fell off exposing a real human arm bone turns out that this guy was a man was, was a man from oklahoma a vagabond by the name of elmer mccurdy and he had been running from the law a policy had been sent to track the man down after he was finally caught uh, by a handful of people uh... he had robbed a train by the way he robbed, he had robbed a train of forty six dollars and in uh, a shipment of whiskey, and once he was found uh, and uh, and killed, he was embalmed with arsenic, and then he was used as a prop by the undertaker. And this was way back in the eighteen hundreds. And he charged people a nickel to see the corpse of the bandit who wouldn't give up. And then the body just changed hands a few times, and it, it, eventually it just kind of lost track of where he was. And somehow he ended up on the on the on the site of uh, the six million dollar set, and in that fun park, where it had already been there for years, it was just it was used as a dummy, and they happened to happen to discover during filming that that was an actual, real life mummy there on on the wow. set.
2: Very unusual. Now, um, what do you got on the on the Twilight Zone? Got anything creepy that ever happened there?
6: I do. Uh, well, aside from the aside from the the well known. Uh, uh, the the deaths that took place on on the Twilight Zone. Where really
2: there were. So uh, tell me about this, because I, I I'm a big Rod Sterling fan. I like him a lot. I'm unaware which, uh, of the deaths that took place.
6: Well, uh, you're 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 catching me off guard. I'm trying to remember the name of the actor. Have you seen the movie The Twilight Zone?
2: I have not. Is this a recent movie? Uh, I'm one of those guys, I'm, a, sure. I'm an originalist. Once I see something, like I can't see the remake. Like, in fact, going back to The Six Million Dollar Man, they remade it. I can't watch it again. I've got to watch the original. When it comes to Rod Ser- Sterling on the Twilight Zone, nobody does it better. How are you going to top him? So I have right. not seen the movie.
6: I, I, uh, I, I, I will grant you that. Uh, mm-hmm. The movie isn't nearly as good as, uh, as the original series. But let me, let me jump on to... Let me jump on to the uh, IMDb, because I, I, I'm not going to be able to talk about this without knowing the actor's name, and it's driving me crazy. Uh, Dick right. Morrow. There you go. Dick Morrow was in one of the stories. It's, it, it was an anthology of several stories that had happened from the Twilight Zone series. Okay. Uh, and this one, this uh, the segment, was uh, was called Time Out. And... One of the scenes was him going back in time, uh, finding himself to be in, in uh, World War II, and mm-hmm. he was carrying two boys. Well, a helicopter was flying over them. Everybody was complaining it was too dangerous, oh, yes, you shouldn't be doing yes. this. Yes. Have you heard about this?
2: Yes, I did. I remember when it happened in the 80s. Yeah, yes.
6: yeah. And, and, and the helicopter blade ended up not only decapitating Dick Morrow, but it also killed the two children that he was carrying. Uh, that's oh. the only Twilight Zone uh, that's death that I know. That, well, that's that that's, that's I know nothing about.
2: compared. We're from Chicago, brother. I mean, a good weekend for us is thirty people dead over two day period. So you know, yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get it. It's tragic, but you know, it's a soft Friday night here in Chicago. You know,
6: right? But yeah, I listen. Will, I, want I will to, tell you about the uh, the, the scariest ahead. story that I ever uh, that I ever heard. Actually, is true story, and it's about uh, about Halloween candy. Uh, you know how uh, how people always say, you know, check your candy before
2: razor blades yeah, in before the apple. eating
6: it yeah. because you know it's going to be razor blades and all that other stuff in it. It actually comes, from, well, it's, it's it's an urban myth for the most part. But in Halloween 1974, there was a guy by the name of Ronald O'Brien, and he took his kids Timothy and Elizabeth out uh, trick or treating. Um, they met some friends. They went out. The very first house they went to that night, they rang the doorbell. There was no answer. So the kids went on to the next house. Ronald, the dad, stayed back for a moment thinking, uh, thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to stay here just in case somebody answers the door. At least that's what he said. Mm -hmm. He showed up later with pixie sticks and gave the kids all pixie sticks. That evening, his son, Timothy, wanted one of the pixie sticks before going to bed. Instantly started feeling ill. Turned out later on, that the pixie stick was filled with cyanide. Oh. And, and, and in fact, all five pixie sticks that he handed out to the kids all had cyanide, but Timmy, well, Timothy was the only one that actually ate it. Well, of course, he's screaming, you know, who on earth would do this to my kid? And, and of course, the, the, the whole neighborhood's panicking. Well, turns out he was in debt. He'd had so many problems. He just recently took out life insurance on his kids. Hours after doing this, he ended up uh, taking, uh, uh, trying to uh, cash in the insurance. And of course, yeah. that immediately suspicion. See,
2: I knew right that away, was- right away when you said the name, I was suspicious. Probably a Madigan Ward Democrat. Hold on one second. We've got to go to break. <laughs> we'll be back after this. All right, Darren, I went long with our uh, last interview. Do me a favor, tell me where the people can go find you and your podcast.
6: Yeah, I appreciate that, Sean. Yeah, if anybody wants to, uh, to uh, see more ghost stories, alien stuff, cryptids, you can find me at weirddarkness.com. And uh, there's both the podcast and the radio show that you can find there. It's weirddarkness.com.
2: I'd like you to put that this was your favorite interview so that when the aliens do come, I'm sure they're monitoring you. They're friendly to me because I really don't want to be put in the camp by aliens. I already expect it by Democrats. Do we have a deal?
6: Uh, actually, you have no idea. You might be speaking to an alien.
2: Very good. It's true. You do resemble Adam Schiff. Thank you very much for coming on. (laughs) I look forward to your podcast. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. You have a great night. Bye. You too. We'll be back in 21 hours.